Welcome to Leadership Works, the podcast focused on leadership in our challenging world. Now introducing your host, Dr. John Bedger, a leader, practitioner, and a scholar. It's a pleasure to have everyone on the Leadership Works podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Works podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Bedker. Today, we're going to begin a series on the country of Belarus. Now, I know many of you are probably stopping right there saying, oh my goodness, um, what is the point of the Leadership Works podcast doing a series on Belarus? I'm not even sure where Belarus is. Well, folks, I certainly understand that. Um, I would have been in a similar situation just a few years ago. But I'm happy to report that there is a solid reason for this, and I intend to share that here in the next few minutes. Let me begin by reading a press release given today, uh, and I should note today is July the 3rd, year 2022. So July 3rd, 2022, it's called Belarus National Day. This is a press statement from Anthony Blinken, United States Secretary of State. Reads as follows. Today is Belarus's official Independence Day. On behalf of the United States of America, I send my warmest wishes to the people of Belarus, wherever they may be. On Independence Day, Despite being an occasion to celebrate hard-won freedoms, Belarusians remain unable to determine their country's future or express their views without fear of harsh reprisal. For the second year in a row, too many Belarusian families will mark this Independence Day separated from their loved ones, as more than 1,200 political prisoners languish in prisons for trying to exercise the freedom this day is supposed to symbolize. The United States stands with the people of Belarus who continue to seek the promise of true independence and demonstrate great courage in pursuit of freedom, democracy, and accountability. Folks, that is the press statement issued by Tony Blinken, our Secretary of State in the United States, on today, the 3rd of July, one day prior to our own Independence Day, the 4th of July. All right, so let's begin. Belarus, the country. You may need a map to find it. I'll talk about it here a little bit, but it is an important country with an important message for us all, particularly from the prospect of leadership. Well, let's talk about some of the things we won't touch on as much, and I'll explain why. For instance, Ukraine, incredibly compelling, important, significant, consequential topic. Ukraine lies just to the south of Belarus. Well, We know in Ukraine that they are a democracy. We know that Ukraine has a highly effective leader. 
what I call an exemplary leader, and I've done a previous podcast on President Zelensky and his exemplary leadership. The people of Ukraine are aligned with the leader, and they have superb messaging. They get the word out regularly, clearly, and succinctly. So the story of Ukraine is hugely important, but it's in the press daily. We do know much more about Ukraine than we used to. So the story remains compelling, but it will not be our focus. What about the neighbors of Belarus to its east? Well, that would be Russia. And again, we know some of that story of Russia, at least the public persona of the story. We know that Russia has an autocratic leader, Vladimir Putin. He is a quite unprincipled leader. To date, public press has stated over 1,000 alleged cases of war crimes in the current battle between Russia invading Ukraine. The elections in Russia are not free. They are not fair. Opponents of Putin are often eliminated. They disappear. Russia is a very large and sprawling country. 11 time zones, disparate peoples over this vast amount of areas, and simply its culture, its climate, and its history have been quite extreme. And as we know, with the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, continuing to be quite extreme. Well, in 1991, the USSR, most of us are familiar with that acronym, that term, was dissolved. 15 countries evolved or now had their independence from the previous Soviet Union. The war in Ukraine has made clear these post-USSR lines of division. Those that support and practice democracy and those that do not. Ukraine, we clearly know that story. Again, we won't dwell on it, but it's an important and very significant story. A democracy. To the east of Belarus is Russia, quite an opposite form of leadership, form of government. To the west of Belarus is Poland. Again, a democracy, a member of NATO. What about to the northwest? The north and west borders of Belarus are Lithuania and Latvia. And then further up, but not contiguous on a border, is Estonia. Well, these are NATO countries. These are Western now countries. Certainly in the news of late, we know that both Finland and Sweden are seeking to become NATO members and have recently been approved 
to become members of NATO. So along these borders, some of which are contiguous, abutting Belarus, others from a little further away, but these borders of Russia really create lines of division. And these lines of division are increasingly clear. Areas that were contiguous to the Russian Federation are now largely democratic to the West, to the Northwest, and to the South. And here, sort of in the middle, if you will, sits this country known as Belarus. It sits literally at the intersection of East and West. This series of the Leadership Works podcast will focus on this little known country sitting at this crossroads of East and West. The president of Belarus is Alexander Lukashenko. He's been the only president of Belarus since its independence. He's known as the last remaining dictator in Europe. Belarus is considered part of Europe. I'll certainly give Lukashenko uh, and his leadership much attention in this series. Let us begin, though, by saying that Belarus simply is important. It's geographically important, where it's positioned, that sort of crossroads of the East and the West. It's politically important, not NATO, autocratic, led by a dictator versus the surrounding democracies. And as such, we certainly know now with the current Russian invasion of Ukraine and the efforts for Putin to utilize its neighbor, Belarus, it has become quite a geopolitically important location, the country of Belarus. Well, I have firsthand knowledge and experience in Belarus, and I'll share a bit of that with, uh, with you now. I had the great honor and privilege of being awarded a Fulbright. I was, in fact, the 2018-2019 U.S. Fulbright Scholar to Belarus. My wife and I lived in Minsk, Belarus, while I was the Fulbright Scholar there. Minsk is the capital city of Belarus. It was an incredible experience. Being awarded a Fulbright and particularly as a Fulbright scholar to Belarus was an absolute capstone to my professional life, a life of service to others. My Fulbright was an opportunity to share my over 40 years of training, knowledge, and experience with a very kind and hard-working people. People wanting to be connected to the West, 
to do business in the West and to live in a country of free and fair elections, to have human rights, civil rights, civil freedoms, to be able to realize their individual quests for self-determination. The leader of Belarus, the last dictator in Europe, as I've described, and its people wanting a better life. That's the juxtaposition we'll spend some time talking about. How a leader influences his people, how the people may or may not represent the leader, and the leader may not represent only the will, but also the humanity of the people he, in fact, is leading. So this is one of the things, these contradictions of people and the leaders, leaders and their people. As I was heading to Belarus, this relationship that Putin and President Trump had, each of them on their own took steps to reduce or eliminate leaders and critical support staff from the U.S. Embassy in Minsk. When I arrived, there was no ambassador in Minsk. My Fulbright Award was designed specifically to include 30% of my time dedicated to providing leadership to the U.S. Embassy in Minsk. Another 30% of my time in Belarus was to teach at the Belarus State Economic University. I taught two courses there, one on negotiation in the Western context and another on leadership also in the Western context. It was a joy to be the Fulbright Professor of Labor, Management, in leadership at the Belarus State Economic University. The students truly had a thirst for knowledge. No hyperbole. They really, really were eager to learn. My courses were oversubscribed. I added sections and the seats were still full. A very telling statement about the next generation of people in Belarus. That remaining 40% of my time was spent more directly with the working people of the country of Belarus. I spent time with startups, small and large existing companies, and I responded regularly to requests by the people of Belarus to come and speak with them, to share my training, to share my knowledge, to share my experience in public settings, to be present at public events, and to be the ambassadorial face of the USA for my time in Belarus. From athletic events, gallery openings, to the Bolshoi Ballet, my wife and I were happy and eager to represent the United States of America. Well, let's talk about Belarus a little bit more. The breakup of the USSR. Well, that 
was a catalyst for a whole series of events where this geography, where the politics and certainly the geopolitics of Belarus became increasingly important. A country with, again, a whole series of complicated and convoluted histories and cultures, in language, certainly in politics, in leadership, and we'll touch on those. Let me take a moment and share with you in this introductory episode what we will explore going forward. In these next episodes, I intend to share with you the social, the political, the economic, and the military status of Belarus today. I'll give some background from whence it came, but it's important to see where they are because it is in knowing those two things, where you came from and where you are, that you can, in fact, chart that course for the future. That's certainly what leaders do. We'll talk about the role that Lukashenko, the current president of Belarus, has in that navigation. Following that, I'll do a podcast on Lukashenko. I said I would address him and spend time on him, and I certainly will. So how did he get to where he is? How has he been able to sustain being a dictator in a country deemed independent following the USSR? Talk about what his prospects are for the future, what his alignment with Putin is, how he and Putin each respectively manage that relationship, one with the other, and what their future relationship may or may not be. Again, this is where that geography, politics, and geopolitics comes to a head. And so in that episode, I will certainly address each of those issues. And then we'll talk about the future. Always important, right? A bit of reflective practice, as I've talked about before in a previous Leadership Works podcast. But we'll talk about the future of Belarus. Will it split with the East, with Putin, with autocracy, with Lukashenko, a dictator? Or will they not? Will they continue largely as they are? Modifications perhaps here and there, but remain the Belarus of today. Well, we'll spend some time and we'll talk about that. And it'll be important. The point of this, of course, is leadership. Every single person has leadership qualities and leadership traits. How they exercise those, how they practice those, particularly in the case of Belarus. This is going to be, I think, a very important reflection for each of you listening to this podcast. Because if you're under the rule of a dictator who is aligned with an autocrat, they are repressive. They do not take on free and fair elections. 
civil freedoms, human rights, these things are not valued. They are not practiced. So how do each of the citizens as leaders move forward? How do they exercise leadership? How do they strategize leadership? And that is really why I think that this series of podcasts on Belarus is going to be so important. Because there are many of those among us who feel helpless and hopeless. Certainly in today's turbulent and often chaotic world, we, we see this far too often. I've done previous podcasts on gun violence. Holy cow, does it not make you feel helpless and hopeless? What can we do? Well, there are clearly steps. I've certainly laid some out in, in those earlier podcasts. But in this case of Belarus, there is this similar tension between these good, wholesome people who want a better life, who would love to seek a better life, but are cautioned because of the potential difficulties that might lead to them, to their families, to their home. So the practice of leadership is going to get quite engaged and complicated here in these next few Leadership Works podcast episodes. But I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are too. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to add, I think, an important component to what we know about Russia and Ukraine, neighbors to the east and the south. And it's going to be very important geopolitically to understand the role of leadership that each of us as citizens and as their leaders have and the decisions that they make to define that course for the future. Okay, uh, brief, but I think important. January 3rd, Belarus National Day. The statement from Tony Blinken, I think sort of sets this off. And then our own January, I'm sorry, July the 4th, Independence Day, July the 4th. Let me make sure I say that. The 4th of July, tomorrow. Um, and so um, here we are. Perfect time, I think, for this. Perfect time in the summer to, to really bear down and get into some of these things, particularly in light of what Russia has done in Ukraine and now is seeking the assistance of its neighbor, Belarus, um, and so we will delve into all of these things. For those of you that are regular listeners, I just want to take a moment and say thank you. If you have friends who may benefit or may enjoy this type of leadership discourse, by all means, please share the podcast with them. If you would like to sign up to become a, a regular listener, that would be great. You'll receive notifications then of when the next episode comes out, uh, which most of you know is every other week, but you'll not have to even think about it. We can provide you an automatic notification. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Have a great 4th of July. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you all for tuning in. We sincerely hope you will tune in again to the Leadership Works podcast. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends. And, of course, we hope you will subscribe and be a regular listener. Again, thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Works podcast. Have a great day.